0: Hi, I'm Mo Abdelbaky and this is episode 10 of my podcast. Welcome to Out of Mo's Mind. hello and welcome. Hello, hello. Uh, This is going to be a very interesting one, I think. It's all about my hair. Uh, Let's get started, shall we? (laughs) Wow, how vain, don't you think? Well, I suppose not really. Um, Hair has been an issue with me for my whole life. Uh, It's been kind of Uh, the very center of much of who I am and what I am. So I thought I would talk about that because even though you may not have um, crazy, hippy, freaky hair like I once had um, or balding, frizzy hair like I do now, um, there is something that defines you. There is something that really, really kind of makes you who you are. I actually uh, called this uh, manifesting or materializing out of thin hair because I have thin hair. I've always had thin hair. Um, I think it was about the eighth grade where my mom said, oh, you're going to be bald. And I thought, oh, how nice of you, Mom. And like many things, she was right. She was wrong about a lot, but, you know. Um, I always hated haircuts. From the time I was a a wee, itty-bitty little kid, I hated haircuts. Some of my most unpleasant moments were sitting in a barber's chair. Uh, You know, the one thing I loved about it is those endless Endless uh, images of yourself going off into infinity. Because sometimes they had a mirror in front of you and a mirror in back of you. That was very cool. And they kind of arced down, so you. Ca- it was really neat. But other than that, I hated, hated, being in a barber's chair and getting a haircut. From the time to- I mean, I was very young when I made that decision. And then even worse was the itching after the fact. Why do we cut our hair? I thought. I don't get it. I mean, girls didn't have to cut their hair. You know, and they they didn't have to go through this. And then later on, I found out, oh, my God, the thing girl, the things girls had to do with their hair, which my mom tried on me at times. You know, why don't we straighten those curls? She even ironed them once. Ironed my This is when I had really long hair. I think I just horrified her so much and embarrassed her that she wanted to do something. But the question being, you know, why do we cut our hair? I never could figure that out. It seemed unnatural to me. You know, as does shaving, but that's a different story. Well, it's actually kind of the same story. But you'd be sitting in their barber chair, and every now and then the barber would have horrible breath. You know, ugh, And you're sitting there, and he's talking to you, and and even as a little kid, you know. So what do you like to do? You know, well, I I like to not have people put their breath in my nose. You know, I didn't say that, but you know, the words like Tom terrific and Captain Kangaroo and that sort of thing. Do you watch the Howdy Doody show? Yeah. I, do and do you like Mickey the Mouse? Yeah, I I do, that sort of thing, you know. But always cringing. Or, or you'd get the ones who had this, you know, and it was hot because they hadn't. I mean, it the thing was like on. It was so hot you could probably melt a paperclip with the end of this thing. And there, it's on my bare skin, and I'd wince And so the guy would say, "Now sit still, sit still." Oh. I'm going to have to fix that now. You know, that sort of thing. And then those little stiff, 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 Um, I actually had a haircut in uh, Egypt when I was a kid. They had this thing called the mechana which means machine. And uh, it was it was terrible. It was like two razors that come together, but they aren't like scissors. And it hurt the entire time because I think the guy was pulling at the same time. And I think he did it just because I was a snotty little kid, you know. But anyway, so it was. I just hate it. They put that piece of tissue paper around your neck. And then with the, the talcum powder, and you know, they put that stuff, and sometimes that stuff smelled good. Sometimes, you know. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize how wound up I <laughs> was about it. Damn, that's uh, really something. So, <laughs> I, uh, oh, gosh, I tell you what, went to Harold's, uh, or not Ray's barbershop, and Harold was in there. And Harold was our, our, he was a nice man. And he cut my dad's hair too. And my dad always took it like a trooper, you know, it was no problem. And they chat and, you know, they'd discuss things. And it was, and then so what happened was the Beatles became a big deal. And uh, I decided that um, in my wisdom, I needed a beetle haircut. Now, first of all, my, my hair was, uh, you know, tiny short hair. And it was frizzy, and it was extremely curly, way, 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 curling. curly. And so I made my mind up, and my parents were like, oh, God, he's going to look stupid. And I was, oh, no, I'll be fine. Uh, oh, God, did I look stupid? But anyway, so I went to Ray's, and I, I went to Harold, and I said, Harold, I, I would like a Beatles haircut. And I said, I'm about nine at this point. I think I was 10, 10 years old. And he looked at me um, like... I am um, you know you have to have more hair and I just don't I'll I'll give it a try if you'd like but I don't think it's going to make it and I so I I said no, you know what I I I've just changed my mind so I went around the corner to another barber shop and and there was a guy there he said sure come on in sit in the chair now this was in Colorado I don't know why he talked like that but it was more his personality and he gave me what he called a Beatles haircut, which was nothing more than a regular haircut, but combed forward. And I looked absolutely ridiculous. I remember standing outside waiting for my parents to come pick me up after the haircut. And um, and uh, it just, they, you know, the look, the look on my dad's face when he pulled up was like, oh my God. Oh, do I have a bag? Do I have something? And so, you know, and it was foolish. I got laughed at at school, but then I always got laughed at for my hair. There's a picture of me in junior high school. I'm about 13 years old, and and and, and, and when the pictures came out, kids laughed hysterically at my hair because it looked like someone had dumped a bunch of very curly noodles on the top of my head. So and I had a I had glasses with the tape holding it together, and I was wearing a pocket protector, which I I'm really thinking of buying one nowadays because I like to put things in my pocket. Yes, I was a nerd. I was a nerd. Is that so bad to admit? There are a lot of nerds in the world, and I was one of them. Nerd. What <laughs> was I a nerd? So so after that haircut, um, my mom decided since it was so horrific in its appearance and it cost like the price of a regular haircut which was like a buck and a quarter maybe 75 cents back then now i understand it's in the in the tens of thousands of dollars to get a haircut you know um but anyway um i i, I she decided that she would cut my hair from then on <laughs> god what uh, had i never asked for that beetle haircut i might not have had to endure that And, of course, for the first few years, she had no idea what she was doing. None. And I hated it. Because to her, at least you went into a barbershop, you know, they put a thing around your neck. And they said, here, put this thing around your neck. And and they put that little piece of toilet paper around your neck. And and you had a whisk broom. And now with my mom, with my mom, it was take off your shirt. And just in your underwear and sit in the chair. And it's like, Come on, Mom, I can't, what if what if someone shows up well one day my brother sold sold chances to see me get my hair cut? I had to have been in the seventh or eighth grade and, and all these kids filed in and they got a quarter from each one of them to watch me get my haircut. And I was stuck there and my mom was my mom was so amused. I was not only amused, but I was plotting my revenge, you know, which I don't think I ever got it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So haircuts for me were always just the worst. In the world, I didn't like the way they felt. They seemed unnecessary. My head was always cold afterwards. I mean, or my neck. You'd go out if you got a haircut in the winter. You'd go outside, and your neck would be cold, and you'd just feel terrible. And so I made my. I also made my mind up. I made my mind up. I said, okay, I'm not going to cut my hair when I get older. I don't know what I'll do. I'll figure out something. Well. You know, the era took care of that. But um, I also decided not to shave. I used to watch my dad shave, which was an exercise in self-control of my not wanting to scream out there, you know, you're bleeding. He'd he'd be done because sh- he had a very heavy beard. He might have had juniper bushes on his face for as heavy as his, as his beard was. He had to shave like three times a day sometimes. Usually he just let it grow. but You know, talk about five o'clock shadow. You know, he had like uh, five o'clock uh, crabgrass. I mean, it was just so thick and it was, you know, it was very manly, of course. <laughs> he grew a beard once in 30 days, just for me. In 30 days, he grew a beard that was gorgeous. It was big and long and and what had taken me several years to grow, he drew in, uh, in a month, you know. And then as soon as I saw it, my mom said, now shave. But he kept it for as long as I was around. You know, and then I went back home and shaved. He was a good-looking guy. You know, he had a lot going for him. But um, I made my mind up because I was watching him shave, and and he would, oh, he'd make that face, oh. And out came the little piece of toilet paper. And by the time he was done, you know, it looked like he had, uh, you know, some sort of uh, something that makes little pieces of toilet paper stick to your face. So, I, I and I just didn't see, I saw Sebastian Cabot on TV. He had a beard. Santa Claus had a beard, and I was always a huge fan of Santa, so Santa Claus had a beard. So I said, I'm not going to do this. Well, of course, I, it didn't grow very quickly. I mean, I kept thinking, grow, grow. I was hoping that by the age of eight or nine, I would have a beard, uh, but it didn't. And so around age nine or 10, I, I started shaving for the first time. <laughs> I was such an idiot. But, uh, and, and I didn't like that because it hurt, but I'd heard that if you started shaving at an early age, it would come in much thicker, and uh, that turned out not to be true, but I, I also quit after a couple of times because I had the toilet paper stuck to my face, and my mother went crazy. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm shaving. She said, why? I said, because I want to grow a beard. Um, ta-da. So I, I kind of forgot about it, more or less. I mean, you know, and then and then I was in uh, in Carousel in high school. Uh, I was in the play, Carousel, and I played uh, um, Old uh, old Sideburns, they called him, Mr. Bascom, and he's the guy who shoots Billy Bigelow. So, and, and I think it was a justified shoot. I mean, you know, it really was not a nice thing Billy did. But since they named him Old Sideburns, they made for me these prosthetic sideburns, which I loved. And they looked pretty phony, but I really liked them. I actually wore them home one day and said to my parents, what do you think? And they both just kind of went, what? And I have a picture in my annual of me wearing these big old phony sideburns. And then I was in a play the same year called Till Eulenspiegel and the Talking Donkey. It's a kid's play, but I played the villain in it, Lord High Mayor. And he had this long wig. Well, all they did was they got a woman's wig and put it on me. But I decided I liked how I looked with long hair. Little did I know, little did I know what my hair was going to be like. And, and, and so as soon as I graduated from high school, I started to not shave and to not cut my hair. It was just natural. And, and what was happening in the country was wonderful because in 1967, 68, 69, and I graduated from high school in 72, by that time, long hair and beards were ubiquitous. They were pretty common. Um, and so I decided I'm going to uh, grow my hair out. So I stopped shaving. And I stopped cutting my hair and my mom couldn't make me do it. She tried a lot. Uh, Won't you please shave? I I love your face. And I thought, well, you're the only one, but anyway, no, you know, I'm not going to. And so... um, my dad went on a sabbatical to California. So 1973, I spent in California and where hair wasn't an issue. As a matter of fact, there weren't that many long hairs because I think of the, the shattering of the hippie ceiling, so to speak, where people kind of tired of them. Um, but I was growing my hair out and I, there were people who kind of looked like me, long hair and beards and and my hair. I had never seen my hair long, but it didn't grow out there's a picture with this podcast i looked a lot like that i really did look for as a matter of fact more than once i was mistaken for jerry garcia now never mind that jerry garcia was much older than i so on and so forth not much but a few years. Well, i guess he was quite a bit older and and but it was just there was one party where they were convinced i was jerry garcia now jerry had a um uh a misshapen right hand, and and I said, "Look, my hands are no, and oh no, man. You're, you know, you're Jerry. I know you're Jerry, man. And and I had there were a couple of girls who tried to hit on me as Jerry Garcia, and I, I just couldn't do anything because it wasn't, I didn't. It was for Jerry, not for me, you know. Um, yes, yes, I'm a bit of a deadhead. I'm going to admit it, you know. I like the Grateful Dead." Uh, especially Jerry Garcia. He was an amazing, anyway, that's a different story. So, so I, I, my hair didn't just grow out and, you know, these big long tresses that came down in front of my, you know, my pectorals, you know, and that sort of thing. No, no, no. My hair, they looked, it was frizzy. It looked like, um, Oh, fiberglass. It was, it was black and it was big and it looked like wings. And when I walked down the street, um, you know, they would bounce up and down, and people would say, "Here comes the winged guy," you know. And and um, one day I said, "Well, let's call it the Jefferson Hairplane," but no one really got into that. I would have been good. Yeah, here comes the Jefferson Hairplane, man. Who's that? It's, it's Mo, you know. But no, um, I just hated haircuts. It just made sense. I had never liked them. And it was also, yes, yes, a bit of retaliation and rebellion, but I wasn't the only one. So we spent the year out there, and my hair grew, and uh, if you listen to the podcast about uh, um, 1973, a uh, year of Chinese New Year, my hair came up there too. Actually, my hair became kind of a character of its own. Um, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and be wrapped around my neck, and I thought it was trying to kill me at night, but I, then I realized, no, without me, it's, you know... Um, So it was just an accident. I think. don't think it meant to hurt me. So I went back to my hometown, which was Fort Collins, Colorado, and, and went to a wedding. And a friend of mine was getting married that day. We got home. I went to the wedding. in the only real clothes I had, which were not normal anymore, and, and my hair, and he looked at me and he said, you've gone hippie on us. Oh, I was filled with joy. I realized, yeah, I, not only have I gone hippie on you, but that's just who I am, man. I am a hippie. I'm a freak. A hippie freak. Back then, they called them freaks. You guys are freak, man. And and let me say something about the word freaking out. Now, there is this thought that the word freaking out, right? And jumping around and, you know, jumping up and down and, and screaming and yelling and being unhappy. But that is what it came to mean. It... it think about Jimi hendrix song uh, if six if six were nine and and there's this lo- you know there's a lovely line in there um, don't you point your plastic finger at me and he goes on to say uh, i'm gonna let my freak flag gonna wave my freak flag high or something like that wave on wave on and then in the the wonderful grateful dead song u.s blues they sing out uh, wave that flag um, high and wide you know um, I'm I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to pay copyright stuff, but you get the idea. Now they we all think they're talking about the American flag. I think they're talking about being a freak, and and that's the key. Freaking out meant that your freak had emerged. Freaking out meant that you were just yourself, and and I realized that I was myself. For the first time in my life, I felt at ease with myself. I looked in the mirror and I knew I was a freak. I knew I'd always been a freak. And I know that I would always be a freak. It explained a lot about me. And you know what? It still does. I have never been in what anyone might consider to be a conventional situation in my life. I mean, I've had some very strange happenings. I've had some close scrapes. That's just the matter of the fact. I have had some things happen, but it has all been kind of amazing to me. Well, I remember when my hair was just as big as I drew it, and I decided I was watching TV one night, watching TV one night, and and late night, and I had been out with some friends, so I was very quietly watching TV at night, and there was a black-and-white movie on called Buck Benny Rides Again. Never forget it. And it's about Jack Benny, and he's on a dude ranch. And, and there's a scene where he comes out, and he's dressed in this ridiculous cowboy outfit, but he has on this big, black, curled rim, thumb, thumb curl it's called, or thumb rolled rim, rather. And, and it's, a, it's a Tom Mix hat, is what I found out it was. And I, I laughed so hard. And I thought, that is a hat. And I thought, I want one. I want a black tom mix hat. Now Tom Mix, for those of you who don't know, was uh the first Occidental who was injured in the Boxer Rebellion in China. Yeah, he was a real guy. And then he came over but the the hat was was then kind of taken up by uh, Hopalong Cassidy. Right? guy named William Boyd in, in those movies. So you can take a look at uh, Hop Along Cassidy, that big black guy. I have one of those. I went to a local uh, store where they sold me one that was a quarter size too small, so it sat up a kind of high on my head. And I wore that hat with my hair and my beard everywhere. And I mean everywhere. And it wasn't that I was trying to be outrageous. I wore a pair of overalls, a big red bandana around my neck, and uh, some suede sneakers. And I wore that everywhere. That was just who I was. I, I didn't do it for effect. How will I stymie uh, the, the imaginations of others and bring them to cringing fear? I will wear a big black... No, none of that. It's a Stetson. It's a good hat. I've had it for 40 plus years. 40 years, at least. Almost 50. and And it looks it... <laughs> but I wore that hat everywhere for many years um, and with my big long hair and I was a freak and I was kind of an ne'er-do-well for a while a reprobate, right? A reprobate, depending on how you want to say it. So let me ask you a question. Are you a freak? Have you ever felt as if you just don't quite fit in? Is there a different cookie cutter for you? And did you blame yourself instead of saying it's society? I just don't quite fit in. I mean, I was a freak. I probably still am. I mean, I play the didgeridoo. Um, doesn't, I mean, it's so fun to play most people should. I actually communicated with a dragonfly playing the didgeridoo one day. I know you're thinking. <clears throat> Oh, I understand what he was doing. No, no, no. I was totally straight. Actually, I haven't done anything. I haven't been been drunk in over, what, 20, 30 years. I haven't been anything else, right? Um, In in decades, you know, I I ruined a lot of brain cells back in the 70s. um, And and I I need to kind of reclaim them, I think. (laughs) So haven't you ever felt like, wait a minute, I'm different. There's something different about me. I'm just not the same. You know what? Let your freak flag fly. Whatever it is, man. Now, I cut my hair because it was pulling out whatever hair I had on top of my head. I used to, uh, when I moved to Louisiana, I wisely began pulling it back and putting it in a ponytail because there was a lot of that. But as far as guys just walking around looking like, hey, <clears throat> okay, so here's the story. I was with another long hair friend of mine, and I was there, and we were moving my entire my entire family down to uh, Louisiana. We were in Louisiana in the middle of the Bayou country, and I pulled off to get some gas and walked in with my hair out and down. Walked into this, um, ducked into this place to get gas, and there I'm not kidding you. There were people sitting around a pot belly stove talking, and they looked at us as if we were a walking octopus that had just come in wearing roller skates. And and they just stared at us. And we spoke normal, but they spoke very slow Southern. They couldn't understand us, literally could not. Said, I want to get some gas. What? What? Get, yeah, it was, and it wasn't a scary moment, but I realized, oh, and they had this spoonbill catfish up on the wall. So, so being from the wild in Willie West, I thought it was a jackalope. And and look it up. Find out. If you don't understand what it being a jackalope means, look it up. It's well worth it. But I said, oh. And I laughed and said to my friend, jackalope. This guy said, what? I said, ha, ha, ha. We have in the West, we have jackalopes like that. So, what are you talking about? I said, that, 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 that fish, that spoonbill catfish. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't like it. I won't do the accent. It's insulting. But he said, I don't like it. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, later on, I found on the back of a sugar packet that the spoonbill catfish is a real thing. And this thing was gigantic. And that we were probably about six inches away from getting, you know, beaten with a hammer or something. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I only only almost once got beaten up down there for having long hair. Um, I was refused service a few places, but that's okay, too. So, um, But that was part of it. You knew that was going to happen because we were freaks. You know, you just kind of expected it to be that way. So I, I tied it back. And then eventually about, oh, I don't know, twenty, ten, fifteen, 15, I don't know, a while ago I cut my ponytail off and gave half to my son and half to my daughter um, just because it seemed like the right thing. They probably went, oh, no, but I think they liked it um, because it was just a hassle. And I realized, pff, died in the wool freak. No, I don't have to prove it anymore, but, boy, when I wore it down, Man, that was so cool because I discovered myself. So if you're a freak, be one. You're fine, at least, at least for me, as long as you do no harm to yourself or anyone else. Did I do harm to people? I probably gave them nightmares, you know, or made them wonder what in the world was going on. Um, I'm sure the older generation looked at us and just went, oh my God, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that it, it, it... Be yourself and and let yourself be yourself. You know, someone said, you know, have you changed how you dress? I said, no, I still wear the same stuff I wore in 1975. Um, I've washed it. I'm kidding. (laughs) Same style, different clothing, right? Um, I just haven't changed that much. I still have my beard. I shaved my beard off one day. My kids had never seen me without a beard. They did not recognize me. Walked right by me. My four-year-old granddaughter knew me right away. I thought that was cool. My own siblings, I sent them a picture of myself without my beard. They did not know me. Went to the bank, and the banker people thought I was having an affair, or my wife was having an affair with some ugly guy. You know, turned out to be me. They were half right. And so, (laughs) I don't know what that meant, but it's it's important to be yourself. It's important to be who you are, you know? Oh, on that trip down to Louisiana, let me tell you, it was something very cool that happened. Not cool. Could have been deadly. Uh, I got lost in Dallas. Pulled off. I got up the wrong place. And I so we had this big U-Haul truck, 22 foot long or whatever it was, with a car behind it. I got out and I said, here, I'll go check. And I, I went out and my hair is just insane, Right. And I'm putting a shirt on because it was so hot and the thing didn't have air conditioning. And so I was putting on my shirt and I, there's a police car. And so I walked over there. I hear this chick, chick and it's a shotgun and he's pointed it right at me. He says, what do you want? I said, I'm sorry, sir. I, I'm lost. He says, get out of here. I said, well, sir, I need to know. He says, get out of here. This is a stakeout and it's about to go down. Well, boom, back in the truck and off I went. And so you realize, oh, okay, at least he didn't shoot me. That would have been, you know, I mean, you know, long hair and and all of that. And he did see my naked chest, which who knows, he might have turned the gun on himself after that, but that's a different story. Um, (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, Okay. Uh, So what what I found when I became the full freak that I was is that I took on the freak lifestyle, which included doing things that a lot of people don't normally do. um, But it was the time. Listened to a lot of music, sat around, you know, did all the things that that time was about. And, and so I got to be really good friends with a guy named Brillo. And he was a friend of another friend of mine. And so with the three of us kind of hung out and Brillo was named Brillo because he had this gigantic Afro haircut, right? Just gigantic. It, it was just it was remarkable. It was as outrageous as my hair was. And Brillo was a freak, and and Brillo also wore a, um, a like a, a, an animal fur coat. I think it might have been a mink or who knows that he found in a like in a Goodwill or something, and it had been moth-eaten. So he put some psychedelic um, pattern you know material in there and he was just wild and he and his friend and i um we were crazy absolutely you know we were nice to people we didn't treat them bad but we were in our own little world so to speak and uh so i just realized the other day the other day that when i was in the first grade i had a friend who was my best friend on the playground his name was sam and I loved this guy and he loved me. We were just so close. We were both just as nuts as could be. We were different than the other kids. And and so we played on that playground every day and we'd, you know, we'd play with yo yo's or we'd, you know, do marbles or whatever. But we were very, very close and we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed together. And and I moved. And so I had to say goodbye to Sam. And I we I came back to that school years later because we moved again and he, he wasn't there. And I was really kind of broken hearted. And it turns out that Brillo's name was Sam. And and Sam had a very specific smile and laugh. And it just hit me literally last week that Sam was Brillo. Now, I don't know why I didn't know that, and I don't know why he didn't know it was me. Or maybe he did. We grew really to be good friends. And, and then one day, you just, you know, life goes on, oh blah dee, oh blah da, you're gone. But how cool is that that I got to reconnect with one of my dearest friends much later and we both had freaked out. We were both as strange looking as two guys could be and we had been such good friends on that playground and I realized we were both freaks back then. It just wasn't evident and other kids didn't understand us. There were some kids that tried to beat us up. There were some kids who, you know, it was just It was the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing, but it was the real thing. I found myself when my hair grew out. I freaked out, which means I allowed the freak within me to become manifested out of thin hair. (laughs) I do like that. You know, it was the expression of who I was. And of who I am. And I'm still that guy. I miss my hair from time to time. I really do. But gosh, I think we've all seen long, bald hair men things. You know, bald men with long hair and they tie it back. And it it looks like there's a little, you know, like a little creature hanging on the back of their head that's really limp and not feeling well. Um, I I get, you know, and you just think to yourself, no. and, And I... I also you know when you when you pull it back every day and and tie it up with a scrunchie it's like it's in prison so every now and then I would take it and I would comb it out it's ratty you know because it's not ratty it's just very fine it got snarly but I would to its full full magnificence and I could be, I would go out in public and people would just stare at me and and you know being a freak you get used to that but when you're not that used to it and then it happens again you kind of go Oh, huh. you know, because you don't want that attention. When you're young, maybe you do. I mean, I used to go to the into stores and people would follow me around. They wouldn't take their eyes off me because I looked like something, you know, that was going to walk in and say, here, I'm going to have one of these and one of these and put this in my pocket. You know, I never did that. That wasn't my way. I had a friend who did, which really bothered me. I'd say, no, oh, man, don't do that. You know, um, yeah actually made me something once out of a, out of stolen stuff and I, I refused to use it I wouldn't use it I just because you know being for me being a freak didn't mean being a thief um, but that's a different story and, and that's a it's a completely different conversation and being a freak doesn't mean that you thumb your nose at society you just are part of it a part of it that is is on the periphery in some ways but right smack dab in the middle of it as well because every society ever has had freaks. Sometimes they've been called bohemians. Sometimes they've been called actors. (laughs) Sometimes that's bohemians too. Sometimes they've been called beatniks or hippies or, or who knows what they've been. You know, every culture has their people who just can't, they don't want to be ostracized. They don't want to be pushed out of society. That's not what they seek. What they seek is the opportunity to be themselves. And it it bothers me. It hurts me to think that there are so many people, so many people who don't feel like they're themselves. And I can't help it. I can't help but be who I am. Yes, I study Vedic astrology and, and in practice, yes, I read tarot cards and have almost all my life from, well, 50-some years. Yes, I believe in things that other people shake their heads at, and I don't believe in a lot of things that people take as real. Yes, I have very specific beliefs about some things and um, ambiguous beliefs about others. Yes, I've never had an easy time in the real world making a living, making a lot of money. I know there are people I went to high school with who are probably multi-millionaires. I'm sure of it. But I've struggled. In part because I chose the path of the freak to follow my life, to follow my bliss, to follow that which enthralls me, that which enthuses me, that which gets me really revved up every single day. And you don't have to be like me, but if you can adopt a little bit of, where is that freak? Because freaking out, in the old sense, not in the new, is wonderful. It's liberating. And luckily, we live in a culture right now where even though many parts of it are kind of frowned upon, being yourself is the most liberating thing you can do. You know, and you find your taste changes. I don't like hassling with my hair anymore. Now, my beard, um, I still, I I love my hair. I love my beard. I used to hate them as a kid. I would but, you know, I'm really glad I have it now. It it doesn't define me, but it helps. It's my radar for who I am in the world at large, you know. Um, Until the last 20 years or so, I really hadn't trimmed my beard in decades. It was kind of amazing. Uh, now I get, you know, I get groomed. You know, usually when, when we get our dog to get groomed, I get groomed. I'm just kidding. It's more than, it's not that often, actually. But a few times a year, I'll go under the scissors and they're, meow, meow, meow. they've made them better now. But that's fine. I need to be presentable. Sometimes I'm in the public eye and people recognize me. Um, and and I, I shouldn't look like, you know, I shouldn't look like someone who's down on his luck because I'm not I'm blessed. Every damn on this planet is a blessing. And I get to do it as me. And I hope you get to do some of your life as you too or all of it. If you're a freak, let your freak flag fly. Wave that flag high and wide, right? Why not? It's what I do. It's what I've kind of always done, but certainly uh um, my hair helped. Do I miss my hair? Yeah. There are times when I miss that great mane, that wonderful just explosion of, of hair on my head. But it's there. You just can't see it quite as well. All right. That's enough of that. Um, thank you. Until next time, I wish you peace and love. Bye-bye.